millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome, friends, to another r slash Entitled Parents video. Today, we've got some stories of some cold-hearted parents. But first, a story from OK Carpet 9023 Mom wanted to live off of my income once I graduated. Growing up, my mom had told me she was raising me to be the best child because she knew I would achieve more. My mom was way harsher on my grades, sports, academic clubs, looks, and personal life than my little brother. I admit, I grew up hating my little brother for all the freedom he had while I was always isolated. I was always grounded. I was working multiple jobs to not only save up for college, but help with the family bills. When my brother got a job, he was able to spend the money on what he wanted. My mom told me what my career goal was, what person I should marry, how she'll move in with me after I buy my house to raise the children and take care of her. My mom was the type to blow money on designer stuff while we slept in hotels and cars at one point. I hated being poor. All I wanted was a house growing up, a nice small house for us. If I dated someone my mom didn't approve of, she would do everything to sabotage the relationship because they weren't good enough for me. Well. I went to law school and was getting my JD when I meet my now current boyfriend. You know they say when you know, you know? Gosh, did we know right away. Moved me in after three days and we haven't been away from each other since. I love his family and they also love me. He was raised upper middle class and had an amazing set of parents. He was also the top of the law school and just felt too perfect for me. My mom disagreed. She didn't like him one bit. Because anytime she said something to make herself look smart, he called her out and said, Nope, you're wrong. Provided facts and even showed her sources. Oh, she hates being proven wrong. I told my boyfriend how my mother raised me and what she expects from me growing up. Well, he wasn't going to have it. He said she would be even lucky to know her grandchildren. My mom started to see her plans unraveling with my new boyfriend and tried to break us up multiple times. When she started to make fun of his parents, he drew the line. He called her out and said we were done with her. The panic was real for my mom in this moment. I was her ticket meal. She demanded that I made a choice. My own mother or a man I was only dating for a year. I chose my boyfriend. We've been together for almost three years. I dropped from law school and worked remotely at an amazing job. He graduated top of his class and was hired immediately. Our income is way above what I expected, and sometimes I cry at night for how blessed I feel. Growing up, I always begged to have a home I could call my own. Now, we may have a home together in a few years. She'll send threats and make up excuses to try to contact me in order to get back in my life. We plan to get married soon and know we have to keep it really quiet because she'll either call in a threat or try to show up. Do you guys think OP and their partner should continue to try to sneak around and do things stealthily? Or do you think that this is something that honestly they should deal with a little bit more head on so they don't have to feel like they need to secretly plan everything so their mom doesn't show up? I'd like to know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from XXXBloodyRedXXX. Entitled brother steals $2,000 that I was saving to pay my bills and destroys my custom-built computer, and my entitled mother tries to evict me out of my house. 
I'm a 21-year-old male and I live alone. And my entitled brother, who's a 15-year-old teenager, and my entitled bipolar mom have had a love and hate relationship. The brother I'm going to talk about has stole money from everyone in the family. That includes aunts, uncles, and my great-grandma, who's 86. But it was never a substantial amount, like anywhere from a dollar up to $140, which is around one day of pay for my mother. My mom's worked really hard, but treats me differently than my brother. For example, I have to do everyone's laundry and dishes, and he has to go put pairs of shoes together, and will try anything to get the finer things in life, including cheating on her spouse for someone with a bigger wallet. I finally completed my second tour and bought a 2TB PCIe hard drive for my gaming PC with the extra money I had. I sent a picture of my gaming PC, which in total cost me around $1600, on Snapchat, showing my friends I'd finally finished it. My brother, who I forgot was my Snapchat friend, called me and asked if he could come over and play on it. I told him straight up no because he broke my Xbox Series X and my Oculus last time he came. He started screaming at me and said that I should give it to him like my Xbox and Oculus. He runs to my mom to get me to let him have it. She tried to use the I gave birth to you routine, which caused me to hang up on her. The next day, I went down to the local sharp shopper for food and I got a text message from my phone from my landlord that two people were banging on my door. So I hurried up and finished shopping and raced home to find my brother, my mom, and the landlord sitting there waiting for me. My little brother spots me and starts crying in front of the landlord, saying I stole his computer like a Karen in any store, and my mom starts screaming at me for hanging up on her and not giving my brother the computer. My landlord decides this is a good time to leave, so I shuffled because I had to go inside to put my food down. So once I put the key in the door, they attempted to push me aside. I turned back and pushed my brother back, and I knew if I touched my mom, she would start screaming, oh my god, he hit me, and I might get a noise complaint. So I put my groceries and my credit card down. Warning, dumb decision. My mom walks around taking pictures and sends them to her friends, saying this is the home she's buying. My brother goes straight for my game room, which he can't open because there's a padlock on the door, which causes him to scream. My mom, who's still taking pictures, yells at me to do it. I eventually do it because as a child I was a horrible person. Warning, second dumb idea. My brother races towards the PC, which he tries to turn on, but I haven't installed the ISO, so it won't start. So I tell him that it needs to install stuff, so I tell him the Wi-Fi password. Warning, third dumb idea, because he won't be able to have access to his game. So once he just chills out on my couch playing Roblox, I start calling out for my mom. She didn't respond. I check around the house to see what she's doing after checking the entirety of the house. My brother who's been there for around an hour asks for food, so I get him an MRE. Not a military issued MRE, just because I started to like them. And he goes up to the restroom with his phone after eating a bite. My mom calls me and tells me to clean her house, and I ask her what? She tells me she's on her way back to her house with her friends. I hung up on her. Not even two minutes later, I get another call. Believe it or not, it wasn't from my mom, but my bank, asking to authorize purchases. I got my mind screwed up by this because I haven't paid for anything except the groceries mentioned earlier. So I get on my bank's mobile app and see it's all from Roblox, so I decline it. And I hear my brother start screaming bloody murder from the restroom. So I quickly check to see where my credit card was, and you may not believe it, but it wasn't there. I was checking that my brother came downstairs, and one hand was his phone, and the other was my credit card, saying he can't buy any more Robux. 
I was angry, but I think he wasted just like maybe $200, so I don't check my balance. Warning, fourth dumb idea. And if you're wondering, I had tunnel vision causing me not to see the amount of money. So I scold him and take my credit card back. So he wanders off to the dining table to finish eating, then he goes to the game room. The real problem had just begun. So seven minutes later, I hear a knocking on my door, and it's my mom and her friends. They come in and tell me how lovely my mom's house is. I open my mouth to speak, but my mom cuts me off and says I'm a homeless leech. I should do something with my life. Her friends think this is hilarious, but since they've been friends over the years, I started releasing the dirt. Like, for example, her best friend hooked up with one of her other friend's husbands, and then I tell her and her friends to leave my home and ask my mom where her key is if this was her house. While arguing, I hear a crash and screaming coming, so I start running to the game room. I see my brother with his foot in the glass of the PC screaming. I help him get his foot out of the PC and wrap it up in gauze and I help him to the car to take him to the hospital while my mom's screaming because I exposed her and her friends. After my brother was taken care of, I attempted to pay for it, but I didn't have enough money to pay his bill, so I looked on the bank app and saw that he drained my entire account on Roblox. So my mom had to pay, which meant she criticized that I have such a lovely house and I can't even pay for a medical bill. I banned them from my house until they get their own problems taken care of. My sweet revenge, after dropping them off by their car, which was still parked outside, which of course my mom refused to leave so I called the cops to remove her, I went on my phone to file a restraining order online, which I screenshot and sent to my mom's phone before blocking her. Later that day, my brother and her came back over to my house to threaten to sue me. So I walked outside and indicated my pistol was on me and they haven't come back. Plus I got my money back from my aunt by telling her I was going to sue her. I told the bank that the purchases weren't authorized purchases so they got Roblox to pay me back and his Roblox account is now banned. So all the money that my mom spent on it is now gone. Plus I told my grandma who's the queen of talking behind people's backs. So at this point the entire family hates her. You can already tell by how just intertwined this family seems that that grandma is going to keep bringing this up for the rest of their lives. I bet you drama granny is not going to let them get past this easily. That said, I think OP needs to cut all of them off. They don't seem healthy to have in their life at all. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Maleficent Cicada869. Mom thinks she deserves the aisle seat. So this happened to me a couple years ago. I, 19 year old female, was flying halfway across the world, 16 hours straight plane ride. I usually always pay a little extra and choose the aisle seat because A, I'm too short to reach the overhead cabin, so I put my backpack under the seat in front of me, and aisle seats don't interfere with passengers in front of me. B, middle seats give me motion sickness, and C, I don't like to be sandwiched between unknown people. I boarded the first flight and this mom with two kids somehow boarded after me. It was weird because airlines always board moms with toddlers first. But anyway, this woman came up to me and said I should give up my seat because she has two kids and she deserves the aisle seat. I told her no because I paid extra for the aisle seat. This airline has pre-designated seats, so it's not like I stole her seat or something. She began telling me how kids these days have no manners and they don't know how to respect moms and told her kids to take the seats next to me. 
After a while, a few more passengers boarded, and one of them came up to my row and asked me if they were my kids because the seats belonged to them. I said no and pointed to the lady sitting on the other side. The entitled mom had an argument with this nice passenger, saying she's traveling alone with her two kids and that she's pregnant. She certainly didn't look pregnant, or at least she wasn't showing, and we're being very disrespectful. The nice passenger was like, look ma'am, having kids was your choice. Don't blame us. Entitled mother started throwing a tantrum saying we're harassing her and started pulling my backpack from under the seat. The stewardess came up and asked us what the issue was. The nice passenger told her the whole thing and the stewardess asked us for our boarding passes which clearly mentioned our seat numbers. Entitled mother was livid when the stewardess told her that her seat is at the back of the plane. She went back and kept sending her kids in the front to our seats and bother us by pushing our food trays, pulling my backpack and crying and punching us. Thankfully the stewardess came by and saw all of this and warned the mom. The best part was when we landed, she was escorted by the security for misconduct, attempted battery and carrying suspicious items in her luggage. The airline offered discounts for me and the nice passenger. I mean, considering a lot of horror stories you hear about how airlines handle situations like this, sounds like OP got some pretty good treatment, especially getting a discount at the very end. Some people might say they're more than willing to go through a crazy Karen flight experience to get a discount like that, although most probably wouldn't. Our next story is from Expensive Wino. Brother asked me to babysit his kids for a weekend and then change the terms. Not sure what to do. My brother asked me to watch his kids from Friday to Sunday at my parents' house who will be going away with my brother and his wife that weekend. The reason to watch them at our parents' house is that I can bring my dog there, the kids have a room there, and it's closer to where I live than my brother's house, an hour and a half away. He never mentioned I'd have to take time off work. He just said watch them Friday to Sunday. Now he's saying he wants me to drive up to his house and meet the kids when they get off the bus on Friday at 4pm which means I'll have to take off at least the afternoon off work. He's also now informed me my niece has dance Saturday AM, which she cannot miss. So that's another reason I have to go there. It also means that I'll have to put my dog in the kennel because they have a cat and my dog's not good with cats. I feel like he's pulled a total bait and switch and now I don't know what to say. He's asking if it's fine and it's not, but what am I supposed to do? Back out and ruin my brother and parents weekend plans? I think the thing to keep in mind here is their lack of proper preparation is not OP's fault. OP assumed they just had to watch the kids during a certain amount of time that worked with them and they weren't given all the details of what would be going on. They didn't get the full responsibilities that these kids need. Upon learning about the entirety of everything, it just doesn't work for OP. It sucks for the brother and the parents, but like, what is OP to do? Our next story is from Yup Bits and Alt. 14-year-old ref me versus entitled mom coach. My first real job was as a referee for soccer, football to the rest of the world. I worked for the local club and would usually get two to three games a weekend at the same field. Because it was a local club, I knew players and parents throughout the different teams, and in general things went well. One coach, who we shall call Karen, knew me from my summer swim club. She was normally very nice, and I'd been the ref for a couple of their games the previous season. They moved up an age group this season, and it was their first with goalies. Most of the teams had a couple kids who would play goalie, and it was normally the athletically gifted, since they could actually stop shots. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Sir, disrupt attackers. Our Karen had taught their goalies to go grab the ball. If you've played football, you can probably see we're telling 9 to 10 year olds to just go grab the ball. Maybe a bad idea? The goalies were running out and reaching for the ball as the attackers were still dribbling it. The attackers weren't ready for this and the first time it happened it worked really well. Because the surprise meant the goalie picked up the ball without any real challenge. That was the last time the attackers were surprised. The next time down the field the goalie comes running out to grab the ball and the attacker just kicks it past her. No big deal. Good choice, since you know the keeper runs out too far. Well, apparently our Karen disagreed because what I heard was, OP, why didn't you call that? I was understandably confused as it was a fair play and there was nothing to call. My logic went to offside as that's potentially what happened, but I was confident it wasn't as I could see the two defenders behind the keeper when the pass was made and no player was really running forward from the attacker. Game went on. Another attack is coming in. This time the keeper dives for the ball and the attacker has a poor strike straight into the keeper's stomach. I hold up play to get the coach out to check on her player. She comes to me rather than the player red faced and yells, why didn't you call that penalty? I'm again confused as nothing was wrong with any of the play that would normally be a penalty. And I ask, what are you talking about? Karen proceeds to yell at me that I was ignoring goalie interference and that her player was hurt because I didn't call it earlier, so the other team just kept going at the goalie. In my head, I'm starting to panic a little because, as a 14-year-old, being yelled at by an adult is very stressful to me. I managed to get some semblance of control and reply, that wasn't interference. The other player had the ball. Your goalie just tried to grab it from them and they kicked it, which is fine. 
Unfortunately, I didn't have all the customer service experience I have now, so I failed to realize that no matter what, it was my fault. Our Karen's response to my answer, How can you say that? My goalie's right there grabbing the ball. They have to be protected from being hurt. You screwed up and that means my player is hurt. As I was completely overwhelmed by her yelling at me, I decided to just try and get the game going again and said, I'll watch for it. Huge mistake because there wasn't anything to watch for. I did go and check in with the goalie and told her that if the other player was still kicking the ball, she should just get big and block the goal rather than trying to grab it. She thanked me for the advice and the game resumed. I thought we were good now because the goalie was doing much better and even stopped a couple shots playing the way I encouraged. Well, this wouldn't be a story if that was the end of it. Halftime came and went. Apparently the coach had a discussion because first chance? Goalie tries to come and grab the ball off a player's foot. Thankfully this time the attacker just made a nice move and scored so no injury. Except to Karen's ego. OP, what the heck was that? That was a penalty, we shouldn't have been scored on. Something happened in that moment. I remembered only one thing that I learned in referee training. That field is your field when you are the center ref. You can send people off and you don't have to put up with abuse. Thankfully, an amazing mentor who had helped me so much had also showed me how to deal with an angry parent and discussed it with me a few times. Remembering Lionel's teachings, I walked over to the sideline and said, Coach, may I speak to you over here? And invited Karen onto the field. She stepped over a few feet away from the sideline. I understand that you're asking me to call a penalty every time your goalie goes for the ball with her hands. That's not a penalty. The goalie's allowed to put herself in the way, but it's her call. If she does, and they kick it away from her, that's not a penalty, it's soccer. A penalty is if she has possession of the ball in her hands, and then they try to kick it out, or she dives on it and covers it up, and they kick it after she has it. That's not happening, and every time, the other team still has control. Well, this went over like one would expect. That is wrong. You know that's wrong, and we'll be calling the referee coordinator after to tell her about your mistakes. You must start making the right call now because our player is going to be hurt because of you. Forgive me for what I did next because I was 14 years old. I responded as calmly as my very nervous and shaken self could. No, I will not. And if you yell at me about it again, you have to leave the area and cannot return until I've left. In my head, I wanted her to yell at me at the moment. I wanted to either call the game, a forfeit, or to be able to get her the heck away from me. Neither happened. Instead, I was told, Oh, OP, you can't make me leave. Just make the right call and we'll be fine. She walked back to the sideline, smug as she could be. I knew what was coming and decided to say something to the keeper about what was and what was not a penalty. I warned her if she dove for the ball and was harmed, it was not a penalty, and that being big and blocking was safer and more effective. Clearly, the keeper was more worried about the coach than about me. Next attack, she makes a dive for the ball, and the attacker kicked it hard straight into her face. No blood, but it 100% hurt. Karen starts screaming at me and calling me a horrible person for not protecting her player. I respond on a very 14-year-old with some power way and shout, That's it, get the heck away from my field. Karen, of course, looks at me like I grew a third eye and some tentacles and shouts, You can't make me leave, I'm a coach and you're just the referee. I hit that cold calm that we all feel when you realize you're in the right and that even if the crap hits the fan, ultimately you are still going to be right. 
I say, Karen, you have 30 seconds to be beyond that fence, about 300 feet away by the parking lot, or I will report a forfeit to the club for your team. I look down at my watch and wait. She stands there dumbfounded and in shock. We did keep records and there was a tournament teams took way too seriously at the end of the season. The team with the best record was also crowned the champions of their age group. The other parents started to tell her to just walk away and that they would take care of him when they spoke to the club. It hit the 30 second mark and I raised my hand and put my whistle in my mouth to call it a forfeit. Karen finally realized that I wasn't kidding and she seemed to maybe think it would stick as a loss, so she walked to the fence. Her assistant tried to explain, she was just trying to protect our player. I ignored him and the rest of the game went okay, till the final whistle. Karen starts walking back over to the field. I noticed and shouted, hey, if you take another step closer, it's a forfeit. She just ignored me and walked to the field. Her team had won, but at that point, I blew the game end and shouted, forfeit, other team wins. She blew up at me and just started calling me spoiled and that she was going to get me fired and that I was in serious trouble. Thankfully, it was my last game and my dad was waiting for me. I got in the car and just bawled all the way home because I couldn't speak. I called the club's ref coordinator and explained what happened and the results of the games. The ref coordinator promised to never schedule me for her games for the rest of the season and did back me up by saying that it sounded like I did the right thing. I just hoped the whole thing was done and I wouldn't have to deal with any of this again. Yeah, not happening. The next week, our referee coordinator called and let me know that the club no longer needed me to referee because of my immature behavior at that game. And she chewed me out for talking to an adult so disrespectfully. I started crying and was crushed because I loved refereeing and the pay was quite good. At that moment, my mom stepped in and decided to see if she could help. Mom called the club's overall director and apparently two of the board members and shared my story. She asked them to check with the other team and coach to see if maybe my story was a better fit. Because, of course, the whole talk to the coach politely as a warning and the attempts to tell the keeper the safer way to play were left out. As was the fact that this adult was screaming at me from the sideline and during the game. It was entirely just, some kid told an adult to pound sand when she was just protecting her player. I'm not sure of all the steps. I only know who called my mom to help me because she told me names and I know what their role was. The outcome was another call from the assistant referee coordinator who let me know that I would still be receiving assignments and not to worry. I would not have to deal with that team as they would put me at different fields from where they played. To me, I was just relieved that I still had my job. At 14, being fired for doing what I was sure was right was just painful. I also know that I never heard from the main referee coordinator again. I know she was still involved with the club, as she was at some of the preseason meetings the next couple of years, just not sure what she was doing. The Karen did get to keep coaching, but the forfeit stayed and in the end, they were in the middle of the pack. One more win would have sort of helped, but not a lot really. Their opponent was at the same level, so that one change wasn't a big deal. I know it wouldn't have moved either team to the trophies for the top three. I remained a ref till I was 20 when I just decided I was too busy. It wasn't the last time I had issues with a coach, but it was the one that still sticks with me. I actually coach with the same club I played with as a kid, and my kids have played for the club since they were little. I love coaching. And one of my favorite parts is that if you treat a referee with even the slightest hint of disrespect, it's a ban. Not just you, your kids too. 
100% for one year and permanently from trying out for competitive levels. The club at some point and the state soccer commission decided that allowing adults to yell at kids is not okay. I mean, let alone as a 14-year-old, being a referee in a heated, contested game is without a doubt one of the least appreciated jobs. It's one of those jobs that no matter how good you do, you're not going to be recognized for how good you do. You could do everything absolutely perfect for a long time and make one slip up, and you are the worst ref ever for that one slip up. A lot of people also can't keep in the frame of mind that human error is a part of these games with live referees and bad calls happen. I mean, ignoring the fact that in this situation, the coach straight up just didn't understand the game. Honestly, maybe that was part of their game plan, just intentionally throw their goalie in harm's way and hope they can subdue the ref into just giving them a lot of penalty calls. And our final story of the day is from KieranCat83, entitled Parent Tries to Kick My Daughter and Niece Off the Air Hockey Table. Happened a few hours ago when I, 39-year-old female, took my daughter, 7-year-old, and niece, 6-year-old, out to our local skate rink for a school holiday, a girl's day or an older sister club, as my sister couldn't get her older girl into daycare. First thing I thought after it happened was, wow, I finally have something to post here. At this skate rink, there's a number of games set off to the side, like the magic claw and an air hockey table. My daughter asks if she can spend some of her pocket money on the air hockey, since the claws are such a rip job more, I've taught her well. She and my niece roll up, pop in our $2 coin for the game, and the game ends when one of you get to 6. We've been playing a couple of minutes when a younger boy, maybe 5 or 6, he was very little but articulate, comes up and tries to push my daughter out of the way saying, Let me have a turn. Daughter stops the puck, tells kiddo that she and her cousin are playing, so no. The kid appeals to me and I say, no, sorry, the girls are having a turn. If you want to play, it costs $2. If you don't have someone to play with, one of my girls will play with you, but you'll have to get your adult to pay for your turn. The kid still tried to push my niece out of the way, so I scoot between and get a bit firmer and say, no, the girls have paid for their turn. After they're done, you can have a turn, but it will cost you or your adult $2. The kid runs off. Next minute, excuse me? entitled mother taps my arm my son wants to play i say okay he can go on when my girls are done it's two dollars a turn and i point at the coin slots she says but he wants to go now i say i understand but my girls have paid for their turn and they're playing again welcome to go next but that was our only two dollar coin she says i don't have two dollars i say how unfortunate the entitled mother stares at me i say also not my problem and she continues to stare. Thankfully, my daughter hit six and the table turned off and we escaped onto the rink since Entitled Mother wasn't skating either. And the girls had been too busy trying to guard their goals to notice the Entitled Mother. I don't really know what they expected here. Were they hoping that one of the kids were a stranger and they'd just give up their spot on the air hockey table? Sorry, kid. Come back when you got a $2 coin, I guess. We're not giving air hockey handouts here. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Entitled Parent story, click on that left video. Or, if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.